Good evening. You're in tune to the meeting of the Inner Circle, and this is Adama thanking you for being right where you are in this now moment of eternity. For those of you who are tuning into the meeting of the Inner Circle for the very first time, I welcome you and pray that you find the inspiration to meet me here every Thursday night. For those of you who are tuning via the World Wide Web, and thank you for caring to be with us right here than any other place on the planet. And for those of you who are using your radio apps and phones towards your greater good, thank you for being that wise. And for those of you who are the inner circle, the ones who make sure that you're always attuned to this frequency at this appointed time, I am so grateful and so thankful for you and am consistently asking, knocking, seeking to be able to reach you, teach you more to love yourselves absolutely by loving the creator with your whole body, heart, mind, with all of your might. It would seem that everybody would do that, but if everybody did that, then our world would look totally different from what it does. And so there's a need for voices like mine to come to the airwaves consistently over time to remind you consistently over time how blessed you are with each and every breath and every beat of your heart and now we have the opportunity to be blessings upon the planet to be blessings in the lives of everything and everybody we touch but to come to a point and place where we realize that the pandemic of sickness, illness, disease, despair, degradation, violation, pedophilia, incarceration, molestation, rape, all of this distortion and dysfunction is something that we have power to really eliminate from the experiences of everybody. The issue is, what are we reaching for? What what are we living for? What do we really want with the rest of our living? And to be decisive, about walking in the fullness of the all that we each are is where we can truly create greater harmony everywhere. If we all shared a wholehearted desire to be whole, to be in the light of this absolute and supreme intelligence, to walk in the mindfulness, in the thoughtfulness, in the depth of consideration, reflection, repentance, and that that allows us to realize that we are sharing one real eye, one absolute eye, and that the eye that sees through every being is the same intelligence that absolutely animates everything and everybody everywhere. And so I am the one who consciously cares to exalt the reality of the divinity of of being directly and to know that true success in life is success in being in the integrity of your own awesomeness, your own authenticity, your own unique expression of that which we refer to as God, that which is light, that which is love, that which is wisdom, that which is truth, ingenuity, creativity, awesomeness. You understand? We have rights to walk in the fullness of ourselves, but as a result of being under the auspices of systems that are oppressive, then we have to reach for that which is clearing, cleansing, purification, so that we can be liberated from the from all of the stuff, all of the pain, the sorrow, the resentments, the anger, the frustration, the pulsation, the madness the um, 
unforgiveness and all of the things that weigh so heavily upon our spirits that dwindle away at our own degrees of self-worth and self-deservedness. It's very difficult to remember how blessed we are when you are in pain, when you are remembering violation and trespasses against you, or when you are violating yourself and participating in the violation of other ones. We're in a now moment where we gain so much leverage when we care to honor all of life and to understand that the global warming, the activation of the volcanoes, the tidal waves, the tsunamis, the loss of our coastal cities and islands and whatnot, that everything that is happening is happening as a result of the collective disobedience and disregard of the populace. You understand where you have billions of people out of alignment with the purposes of existence, when you have systems and government that are in place that take responsibility for miseducating, misleading, misdirecting people so that they are not able to walk in the fullness of themselves where extraction and exploitation and violation and manipulation and warfare are running rampant. We are in a now moment where we can do something about it by consciously taking responsibility to care to do that which is truly in our own best interest consistently over time to realize that the methodology of oppression has been to oppress us at our cellular functioning and this affects absolutely everything and everybody. And so liberation has to happen at the cellular level. To come to a place where we realize that all of the sickness, the illness and disease that we are seeing everywhere and that our families and loved ones are impacted and affected by and now being marginalized and put on medications and institutionalizations and all of the experimentation and all of this that goes on, we're in a now moment where it is our duty, obligation, and responsibility to exalt a full effort in harmonizing ourselves with the laws that govern our being in honoring the reality that we live and dwell wherever we are on a planet that is an intergalactic spaceship spinning in space. And that the will of people does not keep the earth in flotation and rotation. It is not the people who are blazing the sun and holding everything in its orbit and order. This absolute and supreme intelligence that is all there is, it is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal. And we are in the midst of it. We are animated by it. It's beating our hearts. It's breathing us. We are so divinely designed and designed divinely for this intergalactic space journey in the cosmic. And we are here to realize the divinity of ourselves, to realize the harmony and the interconnectedness between everything and everybody everywhere as a part of this 
one absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal, filling all spaces, being all pervasive. And to know that there is a right way to live on the planet. And in so doing, we have the opportunity to leave the planet without having died. And so many ones have been socialized to believe in death. To believe that we only go around once and once you die, it's final and it's over and go for the gusto and do whatever you want to do because eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you die. And so I'm the one to encourage us to realize that there is a death that is finality. But that's not destiny. Destiny is leaving the planet. Destiny is graduating the class of Earth residency with high grades and flying colors because we have taken the time to bathe ourselves in the light and the love and the law of this absolute and supreme intelligence that is all there is. And to know that we are sparked by it with each and every breath we take. And by virtue of our being breathing beings, to know that we're all breatharian first, to come to a point in our mindfulness, in our thoughtfulness, in our consideration, to realize the divinity of our design so that we respect that there's a perfect functioning, a functioning that governs absolutely every organ, every gland, every system of our, of our bodies, and that these bodies are literally the temples for the dwelling of the true spirits of the living gods and goddesses upon the planet that is already in heaven. And it's not to say there are not higher heavens, but we're traveling all the time. And so our being citizens of the cosmic is the first unifying reality of the whole of existence itself upon the planet. The planet itself is a citizen of the cosmic. Everything within it and everything and everybody on it but the divisiveness under divide and conquer to have us in a place where we are competing as races and nations of people. That we have drawn borders. That the religions have been the first battlefield, so to speak where the spirits of the people are being oppressed because they have not taken responsibility to give us the fullness of the knowledge of self and how to feed and how to function, how to be. And for all of the thoughts and all of the 
concepts concepts of good and evil and right and wrong and whatnot that we've been given. There is so much violation that goes on that the institutions that have taken responsibility to shape our orientation upon the planet did not do a good job. They literally failed to do that, which was duty, obligation, and responsibility. If you are going to take responsibility for leading the people, then lead the people into their real light. If you take responsibility to govern the people, then govern the people so that they are self-governing within the laws of existence. If you're going to take responsibility to influence the people, then influence the people in a way that they are able to exalt a full effort and a full life's urge and to exalt the divinity of their being. Otherwise, leave the people alone so that they themselves can come into the light and the truth of themselves. To have a global humanity out of alignment with the truth of themselves is a problem for the whole world. And so each of us, wherever we are on the planet, is breathing and has a beating heart and has been designed divinely and divinely designed and nobody's body was designed to feed off the flesh of dead animals, the aborted fetuses of other beings. To be in a place where we are gulping down the body fluids of other creatures. To understand that, yes, there may be some cultural differences, but for the most part, we are designed, divinely and divinely designed, to be able to exalt a full effort to be mindful and thoughtful and contemplative and meditative and reflective and, and to be in a place where we can tap into the unseen realms and the unseen worlds and to be harmonized with the will of existence, the angels, the guides, the guardians, the ancients, and to come under the auspices of our souls. We are in a now moment that is calling us to realize the oneness of humanity and to realize the duty, obligation, and responsibility that each generation has to come to greater degrees of self-realization and vivid self-expression as these living, loving, intelligent, potent, and immortal points of an absolute and supreme intelligence that is supremely intelligent enough not to kill itself over here, to exalt itself over there, not to oppress and suppress itself over there and act as if its elements over here are supreme more supreme than the rest of itself. The intelligence of existence is all there is and it has gifted itself to absolutely everything and everyone, everywhere, all at the same time. And so our care to be caring, our care to be loving, our care to be cleared and cleansed, cleared from the violations, cleared from the trespasses, cleared from the anger, cleared from the resentments, cleared from feeling entitled to be out of alignment with the laws that govern existence, cleansed so that our body temples are no longer holding the residues, the nitrates, the nitrites, the chemicals, the BHA, the BHC, the preservatives, and all of the stuff that was in the uh, soaps and the body creams and the deodorants and all of this stuff that's causing the dementia and the Alzheimer's and the brain fog and 
all of this cancer and heart disease and diabetes. We are in a now moment where we must realize that to be under the auspices of those who are not exalting the intelligence of existence, not reminding us of how divinely designed we are, not facilitating the body's clearing, cleansing, and purification as a way to facilitate the true healing, then these are no ones that we need to be giving ourselves to. It is duty, obligation, and responsibility as wombed men to know how to perpetuate our lineages. It is duty, obligation, and responsibility as men, the progenitor of lineages, to know how to perpetuate our lineages. It is duty, obligation, and responsibility as educators, as preachers, as ministers, as administrators, as in whatever capacity that we serve to be serving life itself. There are no ones who have been authorized by the intelligence of existence or the laws of existence to be the legislators and the perpetuators of sickness, illness, disease, and death as livelihood. There are no ones whose purpose it is is to undermine, desecrate, defile, and murder those ones whose lives were gifted to them by this absolute and supreme intelligence. We're in a now moment where we have to realize that having being spirits in a body, having a human experience does not license us to lawlessness. And that our will to be free is still going to be exalted in our care to be rightly aligned with the laws that govern us. To put us in a mindset, in a place and space where as men, the progenitor of lineages, as daddy and, and fathers and granddaddies and grandfathers and great granddaddies and great grandfathers and great great and the great great great. And to understand that as women, as mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers and great great grandmothers and great 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 grandmothers and so on and so forth. That our duty, obligation and responsibility is to ensure the progression of our lineages to Provide that which is essential for the conscious unfoldment and development and cultivation and self-actualization and self-realization of our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and our great-great-grandchildren and to consciously facilitate the greatness and the grandness of the lineages that we represent. And we cannot do that with the belief systems that have failed us in that we are stooped and steeped in sickness, illness, dis-ease, despair, discontent, dissatisfaction, violation, sinfulness, shame, blame. We have to come to a point and place where we are ready to Step off the path of adulteration that leads to death onto the path of maturation where the seed of divinity that we were each born with is being cultivated and developed and our cells are being charged with that which is light and oxygenation and hydration and minerals to create the alkalization that facilitates consistent cellular regeneration so that we can be healed. The removal of our body parts does not constitute healing. 
cutting upon our tissues and cutting things out of us does not constitute healing. And to believe that you can submit and surrender unto surgeries as a method of healing is delusion. But if you are faithful enough that you can be cut up on and heal, then you should be mindful enough to realize that you can be completely cleansed and healed without being cut up. To think that your body is going to function better without your breasts, without your uterus, without your appendix, without your tonsils, without your gallbladder, with somebody else's organs, and then not take responsibility for cleansing so that every atom and every cell of your being is being supported in regenerating. The now moment in which we're living is so auspicious because we are truly the beneficiaries of the gifts, the blessings, the labor, the light, the wisdom, the intelligence, the realizations, the revelations, the epiphanies, the service of so many ones that we can access anything that we require in terms of information, in terms of knowledge, in terms of truth. But it is very difficult to create the quality of magnetism within our cells when our cells are no longer water-based. Our bodies are 80% water, just like the earth is 80% water, and water is the medium of intelligence through which life comes. It is the medium of intelligence that holds intention. It is completely programmable. And as our bodies are being cleared and cleansed and purified from the residues, the chemicals, the preservatives, the antibiotics, the hormones, the Uh, pesticides, the herbicides, and all of the chemicals that are embedded in the flesh that you all are eating, and all of the tobacco products that you're smoking, and all of the alcoholic beverages that you're drinking, and all of these things that are defiling the substance and the quality of the temple that you have been assigned. And to be under the auspices of those who have figured a way to rob the temples of the true spirits of the living gods and goddesses of their wealth, their riches, their treasures, their confidence, their faith, their ingenuity, their talents, their skills, their ability, their courage, their high ethic and morality, their sensibility, their conscientiousness, their care, their substance, their life force. In their eternal lives. We have to raise completely up through the inner work of cleansing 
and consecrating our body temples through the process of purification so that every atom and every cell of our being is being freed, is being liberated so that the intelligence of our being is free to function wholeheartedly as intelligence does on behalf of the whole, in wholeness, perpetuating wholeness, bringing light and love and wisdom and truth and peace and poise and joy and rejoicing and greater good and a sense of well-being to everything and everybody everywhere. To have the light of supreme intelligence and love anchored in every fiber of our being creates ripples of, of goodness everywhere that we show up. And to have millions and millions of people anchored in the love and the light of supreme intelligence being who they are vividly, lovingly, awesomely, dynamically, consistently, reverently, respectfully honorably, dutifully, integritously is how we truly prepare the world for the establishment of the eternal the eternal government through our aligning ourselves with absolute love, absolute law, absolute wisdom and absolute truth to know that there are no higher estates of being that money And the acquisition of money does not give you that. But the real wealth of us is that. The richness is in the way that we love and be and think and care and serve and exalt a full effort in honoring and glorifying the lineages that we represent. Consciously invoking the greatness of the ones that we are. Activating our DNA. Allowing that which we're consuming to facilitate cellular oxygenation, hydration, mineralization, alkalization, and regeneration so that we are functioning as whole beings. Men, the progenitor of lineages, wombed men, the perpetuator of lineages, and regardless of whether we're birthing babies, we always have duty, obligation, and responsibility in the exaltation of life. In harmonizing our will with the will of existence, in walking the way that exalts the way of life, the way of light, so that we are functioning as a restored and reconciled people, Reconciled in the divinity of our being, exalting a full effort and a full life's urge to be in love with being, to accept and to understand the divinity of all of life and to support all of life in being completely whole. This is our time to stand up, to stand forward, and to do that which is ours to do on behalf of ourselves our families, our communities, our nations, our world, Mother Earth, Mother Nature, and all of her creatures. You're attuned to the meeting of the inner circle, and this is Adama, your voice of resurrection and heraldess of the eternal. 
Night Watch. Good evening. This is Adama thanking you for being right where you are in this now moment of eternity and and encouraging you to realize that this now moment of eternity is for us to really get clear about what we're living for, to put ourselves in a place in a space where we are honoring the lineages that we represent, to be mindful that there is crisis in the world. And that there are many who are consciously caring to respond to the crisis. And there are those who are consciously creating crisis. And so we have to look at who we are within it and get clear about how to respond correctly and directly to it. And so I'm the one, for those of you who are not familiar with me, it's the regular producer and host, The Meeting of the Inner Circle, where I deal specifically with the issues of our liberation, our salvation, our deliverance, the prerequisites for our being qualified for continuance in existence and consciously caring to empower us to boycott the death industries as grassroots global movement. And so it matters that we're taking time to look at what we've created in our lives around ourselves and to realize that if we're not happy with what you've created, you can recreate. The issue is, what do you care to really do? What do you want with your life? And I'm the one to remind you that you will never have anything greater than yourself. There is nothing you can work for, beg, borrow, steal, be awarded or rewarded that has greater value than you. Are we really acknowledging who we are as these points of this absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal, where we are dwelling in the presence of this absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal, and why we are to honor, glorify, and be harmonized with that absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal. See, there are no weapons that could be formed against us when we are wise enough to do nothing to undermine ourselves. We're in a place and space where we have to be decisive. We have to be in a moment, in every now moment, able to see what is the best way and to be able to move and do that which is in support of our own wholeness as well as the wholeness of everything and everybody else. Our intention matters. And what we are intending with our living, other than just working ourselves to death, screwing ourselves to death, eating ourselves to death, death may be much more final than you can imagine because we've been taught to feel as though it is the inevitability, the culmination, the eventuality, the destiny and fate of everybody so that you might as well enjoy killing yourself. And I'm saying that's a program that we're deprogramming because we are already 
in the realm of eternity on a planet that is an intergalactic spaceship and these bodies are designed divinely and divinely designed for this atmosphere and this journey. We did not come up out the earth. We came to the earth through the wombs of our mothers, sparked by the divine sacred fluid from our fathers. And we are here expressly for the purpose of self-actualizing, self-realizing, and unfolding, cultivating the divinity of our being as these points of this absolute and supreme presence whose presence is all there is. It's all pervasive. It fills all spaces. It's just how mindful, how thoughtful, how conscientious, how communicative are we with this intelligence that we all refer to as God, as Yah, as Jah, as Yahweh, Yahweh. You understand, it doesn't matter what you call it, it's far beyond what we could even fathom. And so our caring to acknowledge the divinity of of our being directly and to understand that whatever problems we think that we're addressing until we create a moratorium on killing and feeding off the flesh of dead animals, the aborted fetuses of chickens, the pus and mucus of cows, artificially colored, artificially flavored, Nutrisweet, aspartame laden, and all of this other garbage that is so readily available to us, then there's no success we could truly have. Because as wombed men, the perpetuator of lineages, and men, the progenitor of lineages, we should have been socialized, spiritually trained, educated and supported in knowing how to perpetuate our lineages, knowing how to develop the wealth of ourselves, knowing how to feed and to cleanse and to be in a place where our lives are for living and not dying. To be in a mindset where we delight in the blessedness of our being and we will do nothing to undermine ourselves. And because we are being warred against, then wisdom would have us care to be able to respond correctly and directly to that which is needed in our now moment. Because our now moment is different than what it was 50 years ago, even though the amount of oppression and suppression still existed in terms of us being marginalized and, and being um, kept from certain opportunities that now we have. We can eat at the same counters. We can go to the same toilets. We can drink from the same water fountains. But the issue is this. We should have never been poisoned. And those ones who are the sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters and great-grandsons of the great-granddaughters of those who were the enslavers and, and those who held captive and those who were hanging us and beating us and raping us and sodomizing us and whatnot, these are their businesses. The meat, the dairy, the eggs, the chicken, the fish, the alcohol, the flour, the pancakes, the waffles, the croissants, the donuts, the, the, um, the pastas the rices, all of this stuff that is creating so much mucus in the body that your circulatory system, your neurological systems, your endocrine system, your lymphatic system, your respiratory system, your whole system is blocked and obstructed because we are breatharian first. And when you feed the way that we've been taught to feed over decades, then the first thing that that creates blockage is in the sinuses. 
And the sinuses are the first spiritual center of the body because in order to really breathe as a breath air and you have to take in the breath through the nostrils before they can even get to the lungs. And then they have you smoking, so you're setting fire to yell, you're burning your lungs. You understand what I'm just saying is that we have been influenced to be partaking of a death culture. We are influenced by those who are sick, physically, mentally, and spiritually sick, because those are the only ones who could create devastation everywhere they go, is that their own sickness has externalized. And we have to come to a place where we realize it because we've accepted Western culture as if it was God, as if it was our Lord and Savior. You understand that we've accepted all of what they have brought forward as if it was everything that everybody's supposed to be dealing with. You know, so I'm just saying is that at this particular point, with all of the asthma, we have people dying from asthma now. The pneumonia, the bronchitis, all of these respiratory issues and diseases that have come from all the pancakes, all the waffles, all the biscuits, all the bread, all the toast, all the cheese, all the eggs, all the fibroids are because we are feeding off of the fetuses of, a, of another creature. And so we have to begin to realize that there is law in existence. And because there is law in existence, then there is justice in existence. And in the fulfillment of the law, there is justice. And so what we are seeing in the, in the exponential expansion of sickness, illness, disease, and death is the karmic debt that comes from supporting the violation, the subjugation, the domination, the... Uh, captivity of other beings, their slaughter, and then feeding off of their carcasses, their body fluids, and their fetuses, and their, and their progeny. When we're talking about veal, we're talking about the babies that were taken from the calf, from the cow, after she was artificially inseminated by the sperm of a bull that was gathered from copulating with another castrated bull. This is a sickness. And that sickness is permeating the flesh of that which you all are consuming. And the end result of it is death. Now the issue is, some of you want to say, oh, well, everybody dies, and then some of you are saying, well, there is no death, and I'm saying their book says the wages of sin is death. And so when they say sin is missing the mark, or sin is being in violation of the law, the, the primary law of existence is not to kill. Self-preservation, loving that which beats our hearts, that which we refer to as God, loving with our whole body, heart, mind, with all of our might, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, the animals, the chicken, and all of that, even though they are commercially bred creatures and they're not found naturally in existence, they still are intelligent creatures, intelligent enough to love their lives, intelligent enough to love their freedom, intelligent enough 
to know their mating and to mate in the perpetuation of themselves. But then we, on the other hand, have abortion as the number one killer of us as a people. So we're no longer wanting to perpetuate ourselves. We feel entitled to undermine ourselves. We're glib about our right, our free will to be wrong. This is a program. This is, this is adulteration where we have been labeled adult. We're no longer what the creator intended. We're completely adulterated. And so there's no real freedom that is liberation. And so the freedom that we've been given is the freedom to be out of alignment with the intelligence of our being. The freedom that we celebrate uh, in terms of sending our young men and women into battle, you know, into, into uh, occupying other people's countries after devastating them and whatnot is the freedom to take their resources, to set brother against brother, to have them warring against each other while they're warring, then you're extracting. They're seducing governments all over the world. I mean, we're in a hell of a mess and, a, and a, our ability to respond correctly and directly to a global initiative that is depopulation and genocide requires that we care to do nothing to undermine ourselves and ourselves. To think about the reality that we're all breatharians, we must breathe. Nobody has come up out the earth. We've come from the dust. The dust is the cosmic. We're traveling on a planet that is 80% water. We are spinning in space. And so it matters that we have a, a, at least an inkling of understanding and understanding about the phenomenalness of existence itself. That the intelligence of existence has gifted itself to each of us, to all of us, and we are all benefiting from the realizations, the revelations, the epiphanies, the intellectual property, the patents, the inventions that are even allow us to be able to be 100,000 watts at a frequency of 89.3 megahertz and to be in a place where you can hear exactly what I'm saying in real time and then have it be recorded so that you can hear it again later. We're in a now moment that just being mindful of, of and being grateful of the fullness of what is and to know that for whatever it is we see, whatever it is we know, whatever it is we think we know, whatever it is we've come to understand, there is still an infinity that lies beyond us. So that we have the promise of consistent growth and maturation and unfoldment and whatnot. Death should not be our finality, our, com our, our culmination of this experience. That is life. Life is, a, is beginningless, endless, infinite and eternal as the intelligence of existence is. 
Yes, we have cycles. We have seasons. But the cycle and season that we are in is calling for the resurrection of us as a global family and a global humanity to realize the oneness of existence, that there is one absolute and supreme intelligence that is beating our hearts, breathing us, and we are held by virtue of the harmony of having a beating heart and a breathing being to be able to consider and to contemplate and to reflect and to meditate and to be introspective and repentive. To come to a place where we accept the greatness of ourselves and that we're able to come to a point and place where it truly matters to us to stand on behalf of light and the triumph of absolute love, absolute light, absolute wisdom, and absolute truth as our correct response to being under siege under a people who have no light and no wisdom to understand what the path of true prosperity actually is. And to be in a mindset where you think or where they think That you can undermine the existence of Mother Earth, Mother Nature, all of her creatures and the entire populace and prosper. It is the, the epitome of stupidity to think that there is some wealth that you can generate in killing, murdering, desecrating, defiling, polluting, corrupting and bastardizing. And so our now moment is to respond with a sense of urgency that this is beyond the politics there is no political consciousness that is greater than vivid self-representation in the light of the truth of the all that we each are as these living loving intelligent potent and immortal points of the absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless endless infinite and eternal The earth herself is as big as the period at the end of a sentence in this universe. And if you go so far beyond the earth, you can go so far where she is not even visible to you. And so our now moment is to realize that our lives hang in the balance. Because being influenced by a few people who care to influence us towards our mutual destruction, extermination, exodus, and evacuation of the planet as a result of having failed to honor the purposes in existence. To be in a place where you you are being destroyed. They say, well, the world, the world is, you know, we're at the end days. Well, no, we're at that time where the order of the ages is coming back into full effect. And we can participate or not, but we have the opportunity to participate with it. You understand? And to care to participate in the ordering of the ages. In coming into order, that's what we each must do. Now, as a result of 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of eating the flesh of dead animals, the aborted fetuses of chickens, the pus and mucus of cows, and all of the cheese and the eggs and all of this uh, flour 
pancakes, waffles, cheese toast, French toast, this, that, and the other, and living like this, we see what it has done. It has caused severe sickness, illness, and disease. But I'm the one to tell you that you can be completely healed. You can be completely whole. But in order to do that, you have to accept the responsibility of cleansing, purifying, and consecrating your body temple. The body is the temple for the dwelling of the true spirits of the living gods and goddesses in this realm of eternity upon the planet where we are truly still in the heavens. And because our feet are on the ground and we see that on the ground, we forget that we're in heaven, that we're in space, and that space is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal. When you ask children who lives in heaven, the children are going to tell you that God lives in heaven. The issue for us is taking responsibility to realize the existence of the goddess, the divine feminine, and that in this now moment, the edict that has been issued is calling for the exaltation of the divine feminine. And that exaltation of the divine feminine includes all creatures as well as all men understanding the gift that they have been given as male and female and that we're having experiences where we are able to really internalize the reality of being male, female, both and neither as a result of being and knowing that we are these points of an absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite and eternal that constitutes that which is male, female, both, and neither. In this now moment, regardless of what your situation and circumstances are, regardless of what you've been diagnosed with, the reality is that you can change it. You can reverse it. Because you, at this point of an absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal, the spirits that are in these bodies, our bodies are where we live. And our living in this body should be in harmony with the order and the laws that govern our continuance in existence itself. And so love is the fulfillment of the law. And then, but people will say, well, love ain't nothing but a four-letter word. The people just, you know, there is no love. And, and no, love is the order of existence. Love is, is the harmony of the whole of existence itself in that the intelligence of existence has thought so much of itself that it's given itself to absolutely everything and everybody to rejoice in, its, in, in our own unique expression of it. But the intention is to make sure that we're expressing the light and the truth of ourselves. And all of the other stuff comes as a result of the, the toxicity, the acidity, being poisoned to the degree to which you, you have the rot, the decay and the decomposition of pigs and cows and turkeys and chickens and fish and other sea creatures in your blood, bloodstream. And because the spirit is charged upon the blood, the condition of the blood is going to lay foundation for the quality of the thought or the capacity for thought. Thought being the medium of 
being able to hold the intelligence, the light of the intelligence that we each have upon a thing, to come to know it, to explore it, to contemplate it, to work it through, to see it, and to create from it. But the impact and the effect of what rotting carcasses does to the brain, to the, to the system, and then the organisms that are present in the carcasses that you're eating, and their proliferation in all of the mucus that you've created from all of the pasta, the rice, the bread, the beans, the soy, and their waste. So in this day, we can accept that there should be a conscious living that lays foundation for a conscious leaving the planet. The living should support us in the mastery of ourselves so that there are no appetites or desires or lusts or addictions that we have that undermines our capacity to be vehicles and vessels of the love, the light, the wisdom, the truth, the peace, the poise, the power, the potency, the creativity, the ingenuity of who we are as these points of the presence of this absolute and supreme intelligence that we refer to as God. But that which is generated upon the spirit and in the blood, the heat that is generated, plus the addition of the chemicals and the hormones, the artificial colors, the artificial flavors, the nitrates and nitrites, all the chemicals that are in the lotions and the... Um, deodorants and things, whatever we put on the skin is going to make its way to the bloodstream. Which is why so many ones are having to have blood transfusions because the quality and the substance of their blood has been so defiled and so corrupted that they need somebody else's blood. <laughs> when your blood can be regenerated without leaving your, without you having to get rid of it, but you can transform it. And that's how miraculous and thoughtful and mindful and facilitative that the intelligence of existence is for itself, that it has created and designed us perfectly. And in that perfection, when we give up eating, that which is creating all of this acidity, all of this toxicity, all of this phlegm and mucus and all of that, then the body moves into cleanse mode by itself. And wisdom would have us get aggressive in the cleansing, the purifying, so that we could truly get to that which is the real food, which is our oxygenation, our hydration, our mineralization, which is coming from your plants and your herbs. And then opening up all channels of elimination so that we are getting the toxins out. And so in this now moment, I'm encouraging you 
to look at your life, to look at your habits, to look at your addictions, to look at yourself and get real clear about what you really want. Do you want to end your life in death? Do you want to experience the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of your life on medications? Do you want to be in a place and space where you can't do for yourself? You can't wipe your own behind. You have people that you have to depend upon who will let you sit in your waist and not do anything to help you do anything that needs to be done to actually facilitate your healing. I'm just saying, let's get real, real about what death looks like. The suffering, the fear. In this now moment of eternity, you can realize that you are this point of an absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal, and that you should not be dying at all. But our living should be Earth residency is the school of self-mastery and being able to walk in the intelligence of who we are as conscious immortals. And this is Adama your voice of resurrection and heraldess of the eternal.